Um, so James, you and I ended up on this scroll of um, Barcelona creatives. Mm. Honestly, I have no idea how I ended up on that scroll. Do you know how? Was it sent? I, I think. I think. Uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Serat? Yeah. Uh, he uh, Safet. Yeah. Safet. Sorry. Sorry. Safet. <laughs> British person <laughs> getting foreign names wrong. Always <laughs> good start. Uh, I think I saw him post on the Barcelona Expats International group just saying he was coming to town or he just moved to town and wanted to connect with other creatives. And um, it's something that I've had in mind for a while. Comedy is great and I've made some really good friends, a great social circle and you meet people in the audience, but I need to network with people outside of that circle sometimes. I just thought it'd be a nice way to meet people. Um, so I think I joined that WhatsApp group through a link. I think he had like a holding group you right. had to qualify through just right. to make sure you weren't a spammer. Make sure or you're good looking enough to get in the Yeah, game. and I just about scraped yeah. in, thank you, God. I uh, had to pay him. Hello everyone, this is Alvaro again with another episode of Barcelona Creatives. We still don't officially have a name for this podcast, so uh, I'm just going to say Barcelona Podcast for Barcelona Creatives. And if I sound a little bit differently, I'm kind of excited today because I am in a real studio opposed to my apartment that has a really bad echo, but I love this. Anyways, today I am going to be talking about one of my favorite things about creatives. Uh, one of my part, favorite parts about creatives are is comedy. We have two guests with us today, James Regal and Jamie Lerner. And uh, Jamie is from New York and James is from England. Hello. England. Hello. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello, mate. I know everything that we do when it comes to uh, the English accent comes from Dick Clark, right? It's yeah. from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Here's why I. This is why I want to do comedy is because a lot of people don't realize how difficult comedy really is, right? So you go to a show and you pay to get in, and you expect to laugh, but no one really expects or knows about the backside of that comedian, the process that they go through, and then you have your show set up, and then all of a sudden you have a guy in the front row who looks like Mr. Clean. Um, by the way, I got the story <laughs> from Marnie and or a, a comedian that says like, oh my God, I see this guy. He looks like Mr. Clean and she's about to dig in on him. So she leaves her script or her show, what she had planned and then goes off. And, but then she also is going off, but she also has to be funny. And in that process is what I'd love to see comedians do because you have to be funny. You have to be on stage. You have all these people that are there and expecting it. So uh, that's why I wanted to bring you guys on because as far as creativity is concerned, I see comedians as being in the top like ranking if you do can creatives because it has to be on the quick and i love that so that's why i wanted to get you guys here on the show so welcome to the show james and jamie thanks thanks for having us yeah Yeah. yes absolutely um so uh james tell me a little bit about yourself where you're from so i'm originally from london uh, hence this accent Mm -hmm. london town london town (laughs) london town um yeah lived there pretty much my whole life until around 2013 i moved to barcelona initially it was supposed to be like three months just hanging out enjoying the city with uh, my girlfriend at the time but i luckily managed to find a job in pr here which is my career in english um no less and they uh they they relocated me and yeah been here ever since but I didn't really get into performing comedy until late 2019, uh, just before the pandemic. Great timing. Which was great timing. Uh, <laughs> well, you needed a sense of humor. <laughs> but I've always been a, a huge comedy fan. I mean, some of my earliest memories are sitting in the car of my dad listening to tapes of a comedian called um, Ben Elton. 
um, who was responsible for writing things like, and if you know Blackadder yeah, or sure. uh, the younger ones, I, I used to watch um, BBC comedy shows that were way, way older than I should have been watching them with him. But so I've always loved stand up and I've always loved comedy, but, and I hadn't really ever considered doing it until I started listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I'm going to say it's under my breath, but <laughs> Joe Rogan was one of those. But um, he's, he's great. I mean, I he, 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 look. He's a great interviewer. He is. That, that's why he, you get into. I'm like back in the I day. I agree. He is a good interviewer. Like as a woman, I can't stand Joe Rogan, sure. but he is a good interviewer for sure. And I feel like he's he's become more Joe Rogan over the last few years. And he's in the past he used to talk to like scientists and people with weird fringe theories and comedians. But it was listening to the comedians talking about their process and that that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of other podcasts. And I just, this little worm started going in my brain. Like, oh, it'd be quite fun to, to try that. Mm. Um, and so I went along to an open mic here in 2019, watched it, thought, okay, I think I can do this. And came back the next week, signed up. And, <laughs> Why? Because yeah. they were that bad? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's... Ouch. No, no, I think, no, there, there were people there who were great that are still doing comedy here now and have got better and better. But of course, there were people that sucked. So I was like, I think I could not suck as much as that. But also seeing them suck and seeing how supportive the audience was and the rest of the comedians was like, okay, even if I'm terrible, it's, you know, it's fine. There's, there's, there's something to catch me at the end of it. Um, and as soon as I came off stage the first time, I think I did okay in the sense that it wasn't dreadful. It got a couple of laughs, but it obviously wasn't good. But the feeling I had as soon as I came off was like, I have to go again. It was like coming off a roller coaster right, that you're scared yeah. of and being like, I want to go around again. It was exactly like that. And that's, that's the feeling. That's a good metaphor. Yeah, but it's, it's, it, I get that every time I go on stage, good or bad. I'm like, okay, that yeah. was good. That was bad. But I can't wait for the next one. And I, I know I'm still enthusiastic about it. It's only been three years. But Can, can you give me a, a little bit of background, uh, Jamie, if you know, um, the history of of a comedy here in Barcelona. Yeah, I think Jamie's yeah. the one to talk to about that, really. Yeah, actually. So I'll give you some background. Because I think people are surprised me. when they get here, especially when yeah. in the international groups, and they get here and all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, there's, there's kind of a pretty cool scene here. Yeah, I would say we have one of the biggest comedy scenes in English in Europe in general. I would say it's Berlin and Barcelona are the top two uh, comedy scenes in Europe. But um, I'll give you a little background on myself and why I know about the Barcelona comedy scene. Um, I actually only moved here a year and a half ago, but I did live here 2015 to 2016. And I am from New York, um, but I started comedy here in Barcelona when I was like 22, 23 years old. And um, when I was here, I basically just was looking for ways to meet people, to get involved, to do some. I've always done theater and performing and writing. And uh, it just felt really natural to want to try stand-up comedy. And New York was really intimidating. You you know, when right. you do, it's still intimidating to me now. And I've been doing Did comedy a long time. you have to pass out cards to get in stage yeah. time? Oh, yeah. You have to pass out cards. You have to stand on the street and bark outside. You have to bring people to shows to do an actual show. And those shows are terrible. There's a whole, like, of New York comedy that I can complain about. But... Performing, um, performing for one person in the in the performing for no people, <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> or performing just for other comedians who are on their or looking at their notes and don't care about what you do. So um, Barcelona just immediately, I started comedy here and it was really really supportive. And that was 2015, the fall of 2015, and it had been going for a few years, but there was about one or two shows or mics per week. Um, it was pretty small. I had um, two people, Lucia Miller and Andy Ritchie, I want to call out for kind of being at the helm of that. 
they did a mic. It was my first ever open mic called Ample Open Mic. Uh, it was on Calle Ample, so not far from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it moved into Aishampla. So, but that open mic really got people into the scene. Um, and then there's someone named uh, Vinny, Vincent Valentine. Some people might know him. He kind of started lifting up other shows and that's kind of how the scene started to grow. And by the time I left, only about a year later in 2016, um, there were already, I would say, double the amount of comedians when I got here. There were double the amount of shows. And so then I uh, went back to New York, did some comedy there, and um, stayed in touch with some people from the scene here, especially like Matt Murtha, who runs the clubhouse um, with John, but I didn't know John, so whatever. Um <laughs> And uh, Matt um, and I would say Hannah Becker and Chris Groves, who's been here all along, they just kept the scene going and growing and being really inviting to new comedians, being really inviting to visiting comedians to the point where now Matt and John have this dedicated clubhouse. And when I moved back, I honestly was shocked. Like I had come to visit a few times in between and would do little shows here and there. But Um, Upon moving back uh, fall 2021, just post-COVID, I was like, this scene has literally had like 12 generations of grandbabies or something. Like it's it's really, really grown. And I'm really just proud and impressed of where it is now. Okay. I have one question that this is going to be the serious question. And then from there, we'll be stupid. Love it. I'm always stupid. Are comedians inherently performers or observers? Hmm. Do you want to fill that one? No, first? you start. You start. I've heard <laughs> so enough of my voice for now. There's, there's a great uh, American comedian who, well, he was here during the pandemic, then he went away and he's moved back here. A guy called Tama Katan. He performs all over and, and we, we room, roomied for a bit uh, recently. So I got all his pearls of wisdom. And he said something really interesting to me. He said, people think that comedians are great talkers, but they're not. They're great listeners. Mm -hmm. And I really vibe with that because, yes, you need to have some talking and oratory skills and writing skills. But really what we're doing is we're really trying to understand the world and and then we project it through our own lens. Um, So in terms of the writing, you've got to be really observant and. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, audience, there's lots of different types of comedy, but one thing that audiences really like is when they just, they get what you're saying and they, they relate to it. But then also what you were saying earlier about that whole being in the moment thing where, you know, you've come up, you've written your material, then maybe something happens in the room or someone Mm -hmm. says something and you've got, yeah, and you've got to be, you've got to try and stay in the pocket and in the moment. And you only do that by really, really listening to what's happening. Or even though sometimes MCs or comedians, they just start talking to the crowd. Hey, where are you from? What are you doing? They have to listen to those answers. You shouldn't, I think a bad comedian mm-hmm. is there. They're not really listening. They're just trying to find a way in to tell a joke they have about a, maybe a type of job or a country. Yeah. But you look. Yeah, you've got to really listen. So I think it's, I think it's more, I can't remember how you just phrased it, but I, I, I think it's less about being great speakers and more about observing. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think, you know, every comedian is different. And so I wouldn't say that there's like a, a, a general rule for all comedians are great listeners and all are great speakers. Like some are really good speakers. Like, um, but I think they're it or observers. And, and I think myself included, I'm just a great speaker and, um, observer all, all together. Um, we do say that about you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm good She's at. A great performer. Yeah. 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 But don't you think, I mean, it's not so much about the, you know, the, the individual's 
ability, but just the thing of being a comic, I think, yeah. is what he was getting at with that quote. Is like you you have to be able to listen or or see whatever. You have to be able to see the world in order to write it. And, oh yeah, and bring it to the stage. And no, I agree. I mean, and it's it's either the world around you or it's your introspective world, like the world inside of you. But just being able to have that sort of awareness of something and kind of capture that and turn it into a punchline is, I think, the best thing about the, comedy. That's what I love. That's yeah. I live for that when I'm at a show, when I see that. And you're able to capture that moment and then turn it around and just make people die laughing. Yeah. It. I mean, I and love it feels that. so great. It's like a drug. Like you're like, this is my pain, and everyone's dying laughing, and I'm like, this is my joy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, okay, so uh, I want to ask about uh, James. You a couple days ago put up a um, an advertisement that you were going to be a doing a roast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to bring this up because it sounds like totally amazing. And if James, if you and I were best friends, what would you say about me? Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! Roast him right now! Do it! <laughs> You're gonna put me on the spot like that? Okay. Well, so anyway, I, I, I saw it. Well, so the people they they can't see you, right? So if if I was to roast you, I'd, I'd the first thing you always go for is the appearance, but I know you guys can't see Alvaro, so I'd yeah. have to the white line in his hair, right here. Yeah, yeah. Look like a skunk. I don't you know. could you could make a joke about like how <laughs> like you you like your voice you like sound like you're an average like I don't know average white man but you look like my like lawnmower or something. Oh, <laughs> well, that's about right. I get this all the time. And my name is straight, straight in with the racism. Right. I love it, Jamie. My last name is Garza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm here uh, for. Yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, and it confuses people actually. I am on the phone with them, and I'm having a conversation with them. And um, uh, what is your name? And my name is Alvaro. And they're like, uh, what? And it just totally throws them off. And uh, anyways, it's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, you do have the energy of someone who's about to like break out the bongos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what I get from you. So tell me about this show. What happens? What what goes on? So roast battle is is something that began in America several years ago and um we started doing here so the, the, the basic concept is it's two comedians are on stage and they're telling quick kind of snappy jokes about each other and there really are pretty much no holds barred now usually the comedians they either know each other or they respect each other haven't met or they really really are great friends and love each other and the best roasts are always the, we say mm -hmm. always roast the ones you love right yeah because not only do you know more about them and and they'll take it from you in the same way you'd be with a friend in a pub or whatever taking the piss out of your mates yeah. and you all laugh right it's like yeah. that but it's great for the audience as well because if if they think the two people genuinely hate each other it actually it gets that fly doesn't like you very much <laughs> in the audience Alvaro just got attacked by a fly mid sentence <laughs> um yeah, so so you're telling these horrible jokes, but they're coming from a place of love, right? And the audience gets that and they understand that, and that's where the comedy comes from. And I've had horrible things said to me. Jamie and I roasted each other yeah, a few we weeks did. ago. Ouch! It yeah, was... James has never said he loves me, but that roast was so good. I know it's there. Yeah, <laughs> I um, can I tell the joke? Can yes, you can. It was so really my good. my final joke because we're we're both uh, of Jewish backgrounds, and Jamie had made a lot of jokes about my dick and circumcision. So I said that Jamie reminds me of a foreskin. Something useless and unattractive that's often found hanging off the end of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so I, but I couldn't say that joke to someone to that I didn't that like. Alvaro's blushing. He's like, oh my god, I, <laughs> he said no holes barred on this. He said he said we could swear and say stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, hide the children, lock up the chickens. Yeah. Um, so so look, that's that's the basic concept of the show. We usually have three or four battles per show. 
Um, and we, I've been running these with my friends, uh, Phil Varney and, uh, our friend Gifty Carl Jones here for about a year now. And they've just been getting more and more popular, more and more comedians are getting involved in them. And something really cool that happened recently was, so there's this, there's the, the roast battle official brand that, uh, comes from mm. the comedy store in LA and they have a global league that had seven cities, mostly American, but also had London and Tokyo. Uh, they saw our stuff and they've added us to the global league. So we are now an official city of roast battle. Wow. We send videos of our best battles every week to them and we get placed in a league and there's international competitions and things. And part of what Jamie was saying, right? Like now Barcelona's become. Online. Yeah, it's a great platform because like, I, I, I post one of our roasts on Instagram. They, they collaborate the post and it gets tens of thousands of views, which is dangerous because yeah. then there's those people on the internet watching you say horrible things and then commenting <laughs> underneath about how yeah, racist you are. everyone thinks I'm a racist now. <laughs> yeah. Jamie had to roast a, a Chinese comedian here called Yoki and, and we clipped that out and people were like, oh my God, that's so racist. Like, it's a roast battle. <laughs> and to be fair, in the clips that weren't shown, Yoki was anti-Semitic. So it's it's totally fine. You right. know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's all in good, good love. fun. It's in good love, exactly. Yeah. But, so, yeah, sorry, just, just, so, just to say, but for the audience, like it's great because they love, they love the naughtiness of it. But they understand it's from a place of love. And we do them here in, where we're recording now in the Comedy Clubhouse a couple of times a month. And then we have another venue where we do a kind of a, a bigger show where we have the best uh, roasters. And there's like moving lights and sound and, and the sounds. It's like a rock venue. So we can do some really cool creative stuff with the theatrics of it. And yeah, that show is just going strength to strength. So we'll cool. get you along to one yeah. of them soon. Yeah. So we'll add that in the notes because uh, one of the questions that I did have is uh, where can hopefully people are listening to this and you suck them in and they're wanting to listen or go see a show. Where can, uh, where do they uh, go see these shows, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's shows every night at the Comedy Clubhouse. Um, but to see me and James specifically, um, I run a show every Monday that's called Shitty Mike. And it's actually for new comedians. So if there's anyone listening who like really wants to try comedy, um, every comedian gets three minutes. It doesn't matter how experienced or unexperienced you are. Um, and in doing that, you just get a chance to be on stage, can just try something new. Um, and it's a really supportive environment for that. And then Tuesdays, James and I do a show called Mo Cool. And that's at a venue called La Rubia. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been really fun lately. It's also an open mic. Mm -hmm. um, so where are, where are some of the locations? How many, how many clubs are there here in Barcelona? There's, there's one dedicated comedy club for English, which is the one we're recording in now, which is the Comedy Clubhouse. And then the other shows take place at other venues that have stages or areas. Yeah. So La Rubia, you mentioned uh, Mint Bar is really popular on Sunday. Uh, place called. By the way, if I, I, I'm sure the audience could. There's someone playing a goddamn ukulele. Yeah, and that's just the kind of crazy stuff that happens in it's the comedy crazy. club. Crazy. Uh, hate people that play ukuleles, right, Jamie? Oh yeah, obviously we're the worst. Um, but if you want to, I think the the best. <laughs> The sort of central place to find out about shows is an Instagram account and a oh, Facebook yeah. account called English Comedy in Barcelona. I should have just said that. Yeah, we've <laughs> we'll got to plug our own shows first. Screw well, the yeah. other guys. Um, <laughs> but that every showrunner puts adverts for their shows on that. There's and this, there's there's more and more shows. So, like yeah. I think Thursday night there were like five different English. Yeah, shows Yeah, but in now the city. you should just come to mine, which just, is every other Thursday at El Paraguay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cool. All right, guys. Well, I really want to thank you guys for doing this, especially Jamie on a quick because uh, Marnie, oh, yeah. Marnie, we're going to go ahead and plug her as uh, at least mention her name and say, hey, she wanted to be here. What she a wanted. bitch. I'm kidding. So, I love Marnie. Marnie's the best. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, thank you so uh, much for showing up and saying, hey, I want to do this because only with James it was a little bit boring. 
Yeah, so I agree. I, so thank you. That's how I get my, most of my threesomes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to say a couple of announcements here. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. As you've seen on WhatsApp, you're going to see a meetup work uh, networking get together this Saturday, the 25th. It said it's a casual get together of people in this group. Uh, there is a cover, yes, but know that that cover just goes to food and drink. There is uh, no money to be made here. Uh, we're just volunteering here. Um, I have volunteered my art space or my apartment, in other words, to this. So I'm inviting you guys to my house. Uh, please mind your manners. Don't throw cigarette butts on the floor. And uh, just come, hang out, can and we poop uh, on have the floor? a good time. Bring drugs. What? Uh, what? I said, can we poop on the floor? Uh, you said no cigarette butts, but yes. what about real butts? Yes, please do. Thank We'd you love so to much. Watch that. It is a performance <laughs> that we are expecting, and we have advertised that there are live performances. So maybe, Jamie, you can do us the favor. Performance art, baby. Uh, all right, awesome. And uh, let me see. Also... Uh, we have, uh, blah, blah, blah. let me see what else is going on Sunday. There is Andrea Hezcap. I'm sorry, I just ruined her name. But uh, anyway, she is putting on a show, and it's part of, part of Barcelona's uh, Women's Network, and they're raising funds for Adas, which is a Catalan charity for women who have suffered sexual violence. Uh, they help these ladies get psychological help, psychiatry uh, to help them, police services, yada, yada. So it goes to a good cause. Um, they're doing a sustainable fashion event coming up, and it's going to all the clothes are, are donated to this event. Um, they're going to have three catwalk events. They're going to have music, dance, burlesque show. James, you want to go? Why do you look at me? Maybe no, Jamie I, wants I, to I watch the burlesque. Show. I'm sorry. No, James. <laughs> yes, does. I'd like to go. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. They're going to have a cafe and a bar will be available. All clothes and jewelries are on sale all day long, as you will have experts there on the floor, style guides, fashion upsell guide, upsell guides. I'm exaggerating. It is a $10 entrance, and it is at the Palau Dalmases, which is on El Born, which is, if one knows where uh, Moco Museum is or Picasso Museum, it's uh, where they have flamenco shows. Mm. It's a really cool, nice venue. Um, so it's going to be from 12 o'clock to... Uh, I'm just changing my European here. It goes 20. So it's from 12 to 8. Nice. Yeah, it's a long day. That's good. So anyways, uh, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, their handles are Between Us Boutique. B-C-N, and you can also find them at Barcelona underscore women's underscore network. Um, I had the pleasure of going to dinner with one of the models that's going to be walking the catwalk, and she's Just volunteering. wanted to say you went to dinner yeah, with a model. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Mari, you, you're, that's your plug, Mari. So, uh, yeah, she volunteers her time to do it, so uh, good for her and good for all the people that are, organ or, that are uh, working in this project. So, uh, in the future, if you have any announcements you want to make, Please feel free to shoot me an email um, or be in touch with me through WhatsApp, and uh, we can get you on here. Also, we're looking for people to be on the show. So if you are a creative and you want to be on the show to explain what you do or the industry that you're in, you are welcome. This is a free-for-all. Uh, we're still working on the name for the show, by the way. So I had zero submissions. That means that no one's listening to this. That sucks. Or no one's actually as creative as they say. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, you might have a point here. Jamie, thank you so much for showing up. James? We're going to a show this weekend, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you.